0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We need to start today by thanking those who came out to source booksellers in Midtown yesterday at 6.30 p.m. to help us kick off our first ever book club. We are reading the book Evicted by Matthew Desmond and convening a community conversation about Housing Insecurity. That book is about how rental evictions drive poverty in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But think of the ways that lots of different issues drive poverty through housing here in Southeast Michigan. We had a very, very strong crowd show up for the inaugural meeting of the book club. People bought books and had a chat with me and the Detroit Today team about Housing issues here in Southeast Michigan, and how we want to talk about them over the next few months. Uh, I want to thank Source Booksellers, uh, Miss Janet, who owns that establishment, for all that she did. To make that possible as well. And if you missed last night's event, uh, you don't have to miss out entirely on the book club. We are going to be holding events all summer. We will be hosting conversations here on the radio and on digital platforms as well. So all summer, we are going to be talking about the various ways that housing affects our lives here in Southeast Michigan. And again, thanks to everyone who showed up yesterday. I want to start the show today in The Upper Peninsula. I don't know if you've seen the pictures and videos from the last weekend, but they are absolutely mind-blowing. One in particular really stands out. It's of a road in Houghton, Michigan. The concrete is completely buckled to the point of collapse, and there's water gushing where the cement used to be, as though the road had become a river through the middle of town. That's what they're dealing with this week in the UP after severe thunderstorms brought rain and destruction. And while this is a really severe example, think of how often this thing, this kind of thing is happening here in Michigan. Extreme weather brings on the collapse of our infrastructure, and we panic about what to do. Roads and houses flood as sewers back up. Roads and bridges crumble as water subsumes them. We're going to start the show today talking about weather and infrastructure, money, and the need we have to do better here in Michigan. Joining us is someone at the center of this weekend's weather related calamity, State Rep Scott Deanda is a Democrat from Calumet who serves State House District 110, the very last numerical district here in Michigan, which covers the western Upper Peninsula, including Houghton County, where storms have caused all of this catastrophic damage. Representative Deanda, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you having us on.
0: Yeah. So, uh, try to describe for us what it looks like and what it's sort of feeling like in Houghton and other places uh, after this storm. What is the extent of the destruction?
1: Well, on Sunday morning at around 3.30 in the morning, we ended up getting four to seven inches of rain that came down within a matter of hours. It was across Houghton County. It washed out a lot of our primary roads from the county roads, and it took out three of our state trunk lines. So the damage is just astronomical up here. You know, it's just not the roads. It's all the homes that had mud in the sides of their homes and their basements. You know, we're having just a large-scale cleanup up here right now. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see that the estimates that are coming back, probably over $100 million, pushing maybe $125 million worth of repair for our state trunk lines, our county roads, just on our municipalities alone not talking about all the rest of it. So, you know, these are the things that are happening when you start getting this extreme weather and that kind of volume of water. When we start looking at our infrastructure across the state, we look at these potholes and what has happened up here. We had a lot of these potholes on these county Mm roads, and the water got in the potholes, and it just lifted the asphalt and concrete right up. Wow. The city of Holton and Hancock had a lot of devastation with their... Sewage systems because they couldn't handle all the flow that we had. You know the city streets we got sidewalks, just things that are just gone. So that's the that's it in the nutshell up here. Just we're really reaching out to our federal partners. We had uh, representatives here yesterday that were on the ground from U.S. Senator Peters and Stabenow's offices, along with our Congressman Jack Bergman was here to assess this on a on the federal level. Uh, we got the governor coming up here this afternoon around three o'clock. So you know we're it's all hands on deck. We yeah. just got to make sure that we get some applications into the president. We're going to need federal FEMA money because we're not going to be able to spend what little money that we have in our revenue sharing.
0: So so uh, talk about why this storm was particularly. Destructive. Was it about the weather itself, or was it about the state of the infrastructure, or was it both?
2: I
1: think it was both. It was the fact that we had an extreme amount of water that came down from rain, and then on top of that, you're looking at infrastructure that has been pretty much neglected for the last 30 years. When we start to see in these communities not just the sewer systems for stormwater, but just drainage in general, any type of counties that have any type of hills, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot more of people starting to take a look locally at what they got for drainage issues. Because when you start getting these flash floods, you have to have drainage. And It's just uh, in the cities. It's out in these rural communities where this water is coming from.
0: And and uh, talk about how people in your district think about these infrastructure issues when you raise the prospect of our disinvestment coming back to haunt us when big storms like this happen what do you hear from from voters about what they'd like you to do about it
1: well i tell you what it's all about priorities and it's got to be about the local revenue sharing number 1 us as a state we have to make sure that we're making the investments in our local revenue sharing so they can build infrastructure and I think that I'm hearing back from a lot of my constituents up here on the federal level, we got to start looking at the infrastructure in total across this nation. Because when we start having expenditures of $1 billion for an embassy that they built in Israel, you know, I think that we got to start looking at some priorities in this country. And I tell you what, all these states are looking at the fact that we need money we need to make sure that we shore up these things.
0: When you talk about revenue sharing, of course, that's something that uh, has diminished a great bit over the last twenty years. I mean, we really, as far as discretionary revenue uh, revenue sharing, we've almost, you know, uh, we've just gutted it. Uh, what do your colleagues in Lansing say when you say, "Hey, listen, we got to do better by local communities so that they can deal with these things"?
1: Well, i tell you what, I think it's a wake-up call for across a lot of these communities now that we're going to be discussing this more and more on the state level. I mean, when we start looking at the expenditures that we make in the last budget for $57 billion, I mean, one example I always point to is the Capitol View building down in Lansing. We're renting a building for the senators to be in to the tune of $132 million, for a 20-year condo agreement, so they got office space. Mm-hmm. These are the decisions that, you know, we gotta start turning off and we gotta put the money back in the revenue sharing. Because I don't think anybody in the country today deserves a $3.5 million office for a senator. I just think that we gotta start looking at our priorities and the money has to look at going to the local communities. Mm-hmm. They gotta come back to the locals.
0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is State Rep. Scott DeAnda. He's a Democrat from Calumet, serving State House District 110, which covers the western upper peninsula, including Houghton County, where recent storms have caused Catastrophic damage. We're talking about uh, the damage that was done up there, what's being done about that damage, but also in bigger terms, we're talking about infrastructure, the disinvestment that we have uh, made in infrastructure here in the state of Michigan, and the consequences of that disinvestment, which seem to unfold with increasing frequency. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Have you seen these pictures of what's happening in Houghton? Uh, Do you worry that the same thing could happen here in Metro Detroit? Uh, Do you worry that uh, that we are not taking care of infrastructure the way uh, we should? Uh, What do you what would you do about it? What would you uh, what would you have us do about it? How would you invest more steeply in uh, infrastructure than we do? As always, the number on the phones is three one three. 577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Uh, It seems right now we have lost State Rep. Scott DeAnda. We're going to try to get him back on the phone to continue the conversation with him. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, let's talk a little more about uh, uh, the storm uh, over the weekend and what it did. Uh, the, The pictures, as I said before, are just absolutely stunning. I mean, there are roads that have been completely buckled under by the the rain and the storm water that uh, has no place to go. Uh, I watched a video of downtown Houghton uh, and what was going on there, and there's basically a waterfall uh, in, in one of the, one of the spots there, uh, that, that, uh, it just looks, it just looks like complete, uh, devastation. Scott DeAnda, representative of the 110th, we've got you back now. Uh, uh talk about how, what the expectations are for people there in Houghton in terms of how soon this will get back to normal. Are they, are they anxious that this could be a long-term, uh, inconvenience?
1: This is going to be a long-term thing. You know, dealing with the state trunk lines, they're going to have them up and running here shortly. The thing we have up here is the long-term with the county road system. We got 63 different places where the county roads have been washed out. So a lot of those things are going to get dealt with before the winter sets in because we're going to start thinking about everything by October 1st. We start getting snowfall up here. So we got to secure these crossings on these roads. They probably a lot of these things got to go back to gravel. And I think that we're trying to do the cleanup so much in getting the volunteers into the houses to be able to clean up the mud and the water that's in these homes, because most of these homes up here are old mining homes built in the 1900s. So that's where their furnace is. That's where their hot water tank is. So that's my priority is to make sure that we're getting all these folks cleaned up so we can start assessing the needs for coming for wintertime all that mud and debris that's out there around these little small communities have to be moved because we're going to have to start taking a look at uh, what we got to do for winter, for winter maintenance, for plowing up here. We get over 300 inches of snow a year.
0: Wow, wow. I'm also curious, uh, Representative, what you think of the possibility of this happening in places in Metro Detroit. I know you represent... Uh, Houghton County up there in the in the UP, but uh, in Lansing, um, uh, when you're talking with other uh, folks, uh, do, you he- do you hear about the same kind of concerns here yeah, in sure, Southeast Michigan? Sure, I
1: sure Michigan? do. I mean, you know, we look at the flooding that we had down in lower Michigan a few years back where 696 was flooded. We had, you know, the expressway areas were shut down. We had trouble with the pumping stations that were down on those expressway platforms those lift stations, I mean, this could happen at any time in any county. So that's something that we all have to start thinking about as far as for emergency response. And I think that's one of the biggest things is just in the planning to make sure that all these local communities, we can get a hold of people quickly to make sure that we can mobilize on a lot of things. So I think it's just also planning to make sure that, you know, we got the contact numbers up here. Everybody knows everybody because it's a small net community. But when you start getting in some of these situations, You know, we really got to be able to plan ahead to know how to get a hold of folks.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's go to Gary in Brighton. Gary, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. How are you?
3: Oh, you know, I'm just listening to my up north brother there talking about the lopsidedness of uh, expenditures coming from the local tax base. Mm -hmm. And the majority of it is going to a credit card that we can't pay. We got politicians that are being propped up as basically monarchs and viceroy's, uh, lush offices, etc. And then promise after promise after promise of infrastructure improvement. With uh, you know, I you can <laughs> I can cite a whole bunch of different politicians that have said it, but they all say it. And uh, we're spending more money to keep these people in lavish offices and Lansing, um, building embassies. And, foreign countries for billions and billions of dollars. Hmm. You can't drive down the road here. And then when you have a, a catastrophic event such as what happened up in Houghton, or what, like you mentioned, it happened in the freeway systems here, where the infrastructure is 50, 60, 70, 100 years old. Uh, but we can have private jets, and we can have embassies, and we can have, you know, million-dollar-a-year offices for public service. And they get time to... That in. Yeah, Gary,
0: uh, I'm I'm curious in your community. Give us an idea of the things that you see that remind you that that we're not spending the money the right way on infrastructure. Is is Brighton uh, in line for the same kind of trouble that we're seeing up in Houghton?
3: the Hamburg Township, the Huron River runs through that area,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, and as as the rep mentioned, some of those places were literally summer and weekend cottages when they were originally built. Now they're primary residences. So we get the same flooding in here on River Basin every year, and it's increasing with other factors that people deny, such as global warming, etc. This is where we get these uh, these epic storms from. These mm-hmm. are not normal. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they dump this back and say, well, you know, that's a private road, and it was uh, a resort area. So the county, nor the state, or anybody else is going to uh, prop up your infrastructure to keep your houses from flooding year after year after year. That's one issue. The other is the roads. Mm-hmm. Livingston County has got a lot of money. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of money out here. But we got roads around, excuse my French. <laughs> But that's what we're dealing with, and it's you see it in community after community. I, I'm, a, I'm a contractor. I was out off of Mound Road not too long ago, where it's also a very wealthy area of Oakland County, and you can't do more than 20 miles an hour down the road. Hmm. that we pay for. Yeah. So where is the money going?
0: Right. Gary, you know? Great. Uh, very much appreciate the call and the comments. Uh, next time you call, let's watch the language a little bit. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. I, I appreciate the thought, though. Uh, well, thanks. I
1: just want to make a comment yeah, to go Gary's ahead. point, too. Is just the fact that, you know, when uh-huh. I used to work also for the Department of Transportation and I plowed and I worked down and doing ditching on M36 down mm-hmm. in Hamburg, down in that area, Livingston County. You know, we have just seen the reduction in the maintenance across the state. And I think that's something that we got to look at and we got to prioritize on. We have to take a look at maintenance and doing the ditching, cleaning out these drainage areas, making sure that the water is moving on the side of these county and state trunk lines, because everything affects the frost in the wintertime. We get more destruction, more damage and everything. So I think we really got to start looking at priorities. And that's why I point out all the time. We need to put the money into the road system. And if we're going to look at building a new bridge for Windsor to Detroit Crossing, I think that should be on the back burner until we get our roads fixed. Yeah. Because we are paying the gas tax every day that we're going to work, we're going to pick up groceries, if we're in gasoline. That tax money has to go for
2: our road system.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's go to David in St. Clair Shores. David, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Hey, good morning, Stephen. How are hey, you?
0: Good. How are you? Doing well,
2: uh, just just kind of chiming in on this conversation about infrastructure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that obviously, I know that this can go very far down a rabbit hole, and uh, especially uh, when you look to history and uh, where funds have been allocated and whatnot. But I think it is uh, a piece of the conversation where, in the last uh, you know ten or fifteen years, uh, the Republican Party uh, locally and uh, federally has really. Um, decried taxes to a point where uh, we're willing to cut our nose off to spite our face. Mm. Um, And, you know, when we look at our state in particular, I think if like total tax burden, were somewhere around 25 or 26 in the country. And obviously, you know, in the last in this administration, we've shifted a lot of of taxes and what those uh, generate towards business incentives. And that's all well and good to a degree. But, you know, when we uh, when we vilify taxes, and then we turn around and wonder why we don't have the services um, after we've, uh, you know, underfunded government. Sure, uh, I, I think it's just kind of ironic. It's
0: very, it's a very frustrating <laughs> cycle, David, uh, and and I'm glad you called and, and pointed that out. Uh, Representative Deanda, uh, talk about that climate in Lansing. Is this well, like I'll a tell question what of the formally. climate
1: is in Lansing? And I've been down there six years in Michigan house sent down from the copper country and mm-hmm. when I first got down there in uh, January 13 2013 we had 46 billion for the budget. Now this last budget was 57 billion dollars right So every year it's going up population in Michigan's going down. When we look at comparables with the state of Georgia, they got the same amount of population running the state on 33 billion. So there's plenty of money. It's just where are we spending the money? That's what the thing has to be in the discussion in Lansing. The money has to be for the people of Michigan. The priorities got to go back to the 1950s because we, we had dollars. We invested in infrastructure and we got to look at what we're doing for a lot of these corporate tax breaks. I'm all about trying to get people to come into our state, but at what means and what cost? And I think we got to start evaluating how much we're going to give tax incentives and to be able to look at what we're spending on that versus what we're putting in infrastructure yeah. because end of the day our systems whether it's roads sewers water systems they're old they're in failure we got to fix them how are we going to do it well we got 57 billion we better start prioritizing what we're spending money on and if anybody laughs when I talk about spending 132 million on an office
0: building mm-hmm. I say well
1: it all adds up
0: yeah no, it does. The nickels
1: and dimes add up, and so do the millions of dollars. when you start talking about billions. Uh,
0: again, David, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's go to Matthew in Dearborn. Matthew, welcome to Detroit today. You there, Matthew? You there, Matthew? all right uh, yeah go ahead
2: yeah i well first off i just wanted to um send out my uh wishes to the folks up in the up the disaster they're dealing with is beyond what anyone can plan or cope for um I, what I wanted to share, though, is that uh, we at Friends of the Rouge, um, we just launched a program called RainSmart, and mm-hmm. we're really trying to work with communities here in southeast Michigan to get ahead on, as best we can, problems like this in the future. So we're setting some big goals, like 1,000 rain gardens for the Rouge, 6,000 rain barrels for the Rouge. Um, we really see issues with flooded basements, flooded streets, and dirty creeks all coming from the same source, and that's the dirty water runoff, and mm-hmm. everyone's homes can be a part of the solution.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Matthew, a great suggestion. Uh, and keep up uh, the work to make sure that things like this don't have the effect, maybe, that we're seeing up in Houghton this weekend. Okay, Scott the DeAnda, representative from the 110th House District in the Western Upper Peninsula. Thank you very much for joining us here on Detroit Today.
1: Thank you, guys, very much. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, up next, are we headed for a trade war with China? We'll talk about it next and hear from you. What do you think about the trade developments out of the Trump administration? Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out entirely on the conversation. You can go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you. Listen when you're ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.